Hey everyone, welcome to Giraffes at Black Tongues. This is another episode of the Baby Giraffes. I'm your host, Dave, and once again, as always, I'm joined by the co-host, Donnie Lewandowski. Donnie, how's it going, man? Going well, but uh, as soon as you started introducing this, my neighbors are apparently doing some renovating of their apartment, so... Nice. Shit, sorry if there's noise. I wonder, I wonder what they're doing. Bookshelves? They're always fucking doing something, man. It drives me crazy. It's always on my day off, and it's always <laughs> loud as shit. Oh, man. Bastards. I don't know why. It's been months that they've been doing this. I, I have no idea what they could possibly be doing. Uh, they're making, making some kind of dungeon. I don't know. That's going to look beautiful when they're done, I'm sure. Whatever it is. That, that dungeon. Yeah, that dungeon. Yeah. Very annoying, though. I hate the drilling. It's a common thing in China. Drilling? Yeah, they're, they're, everyone's constantly changing things and being very noisy about it. Hmm. Inconsiderate yeah. bastards. That's city life. <laughs> Shoot. So, what's new with you? I finished The Iron Fist Season 2. How, how'd you like it overall? Oh man, I hyped it up way too much, way, way too early on. Because good God, does it uh, trail off drastically. It was not nearly as good as I thought it was originally in uh, last week's episode. Typhoid Mary, uh, or they just call her Mary Watson, but man, she's an awesome character, and there needed to be way more of her in that show. It was way better than season one still, but it was not as great as I was thinking it was going to be last week when I was hugging it up. Mm. So is this your formal apology? Yeah. It is. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I watched the first episode, uh, and I didn't watch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch it. Like if, if I if I watch it with my girlfriend, she's always asking me like, "Who's this character? Who's that character?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking remember. Just, I, um, I don't remember anything about the." Just first restart season. from season one with her, so that she's completely up to speed. Ugh. I think we got eight episodes into season one, and then we we just decided, "Fuck it, this is too boring and stupid." Uh-huh. Oh well. Bummer. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll try to watch more eventually, but Netflix uh, in the past week has come out with some better shows that I'd rather watch, like BoJack Horseman or American Vandal. Oh yeah, shoot, I have not gotten around to American Vandal season two yet. I watched two episodes of it. It's a lot of uh, poop jokes. Nice. The humor is very scatological. So I, it's a, it it seems like it's not as not as realistic as the first season was. You know, that, that, that the first season, drawing dicks on cars, that was, like, incredibly realistic. You can see your friends and all those characters in that first season, and you, you know the guy who would draw dicks on cars from high school. You know that guy. This one, it's everyone shits their pants at the same time at a oh. Catholic school. Someone put, uh, maybe put laxatives in the lemonade that everybody likes. So it wasn't, I, the first episode, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm into this. But then the second episode, like, it, it was making me laugh, so it's still good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. And then BoJack it was has also been decent, too. That's good. They're diving more into the uh, characters, I think, this season. So it's been all right. And the other thing that I've been doing is playing more Spider-Man. I definitely recommend playing Spider-Man. If you have that game and you have other obligations, you can skip it. And quote Uncle Ben saying, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. I have to be Spider-Man. And then it gets you out of doing shit. Oh, yeah? Is that a fact? Yeah. If someone's like, oh, it's time for bed. It's like, well, I think I'm going to stay up a little longer. 
I got I got a responsibility to take care of this great power. <laughs> oh man! So so is it that good yeah. of a game? I really like it so far. I've actually been looking for the collectible items that are hidden in New York. They're uh fairly easy to find because you can like use your I want to say eagle vision. Yeah, I guess spider sense to like find where the things are. And there's a ton of different collectibles. And they're actually pretty fun to look for and do the extra challenges and stuff like that. So I've been having a really good time with that. Nice. In the main mission, as far as I've gotten so far, uh, I also fought the Shocker. And the Shocker looks really cool. He has like an awesome Iron Man armor style. And I'm just finally discovering who is Mr. Negative. Or what's his name? Negative Man or Mr. Negative? Oh, shit. Negative Man, I think. Okay, Negative Man. That's an awesome character. I like that guy. I've never known him since before this game, that trailer that came out with him in it. Yeah, he was in a, a anti-Venom comic book storyline where anti-Venom and uh, Spider-Man were both targeting him because he was selling drugs or something or running a gang that was. And the two of them had to team up to take out his entire operation. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, solid. so Anti-Venom was with him. Yeah, Anti-Venom is just Eddie Brock Venom, but he was kind of reformed and he became a good guy, like a straight-up hero, not an anti-hero. Oh, okay. It, it was before the last relaunch, so that's why he's back to being old, shady Venom, I guess. Anti-Venom would be like negative Venom, pretty much. So they're not friends because of their negativity? No, I mean, he's, he's the Anti-Venom, so he's not a bad guy cannibal like actual Venom is. He's a good guy. He's a hero. He's basically white with black stripes or outlines on his costume as opposed to the black with white. Yeah, he seems to have that Mr. Negative aesthetic to him. Maybe it is Negative Man. I think it's it's Negative Man. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I do recommend that game. I've been having a great time with it. The other thing in that game is uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Instead of being a, what, the manager of a newspaper... He's now a radio personality. The Daily Bugle. Yeah, he was the he was the what was he the editor at the Daily Bugle? I think he was like the was that his job? Yeah, maybe the editor or owner. I don't know. Something like that. But no, anyway, he has his own radio show, and it's it's perfect. Like just hearing him rant and rave about Spider Man and shit like that. And uh, I noticed that it sounds a lot like Alex Jones. So I I've actually pulled a couple of clips, and I want <laughs> to play them for us. Awesome. I got a new soundboard set up, so I, I'm excited to play some sounds here. You know, I'll be pulling clips now. So here's our first one. This is uh, J. Jonah Jameson on his radio show. The idea was to create an anti-Spider-Man who is not a threat and stops menaces. I had no idea he was crazy. Do you think his resume said psycho with a poisoning fetish? <laughs> <laughs> so that's him talking about Scorpion. <laughs> And uh, I'll just let me play the Alex Jones real quick. No, it's the people that don't take it. They're the reason cancer's up. They're the reason we're all dying. They, we need more shots. Yeah, get the pitchforks, <laughs> make them take it, burn them at the stake. They're infidel defilers. Ah, plan. And I'm angry. I'm not a slave. I've broken the conditioning. It doesn't work on me. I'm primitive. I'm real. I know the enemy. And if we can have this spirit of normal humanity spread, it's over for the globalist. Break the conditioning now. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, <laughs> Alex Jones is such a crazy motherfucker. But uh, you, you, hear, you hear the similarities, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Very, so it's perfect close. for J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, I could play those clips like I could mix them up. I think you wouldn't know who's talking. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if Alex Jones played J. Jonah Jameson in this game. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I really wish he did. So I've I've enjoyed that a lot. You know, you're just swinging around like you heard in that clip. You could hear the web sounds, whatever video I grabbed that from. You know, someone swinging around the city, and then you just hear the radio show in the background. So that kind of stuff is really cool. So try that game out. I love it. Nice. Also, I was thinking about Alex Jones more about how he shouts about lizard people, <laughs> and that that also fits right in. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I tried to find something about J. Jonah Jameson shouting about the lizard. I couldn't find anything. But uh, I thought Scorpion was close enough. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Good shit. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I also read some comic books. Are you ready to get into the books? I am. You want to start with the Flintstones? I think this one's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This one was surprising. Yeah, it's a, it's such a... It's so weird to see the Flintstones in this light, in that realistic style, but I think it worked really, really well. I did enjoy this book a lot. The illustrations and the artists, it was pretty, it was so different from like the old, uh, like Hanna-Barbera, like cartoon that I remember them from. Mm -hmm. Like, they all look like regular, real people and like Fred and Barney actually look like sort of like really handsome dudes. And the bathing suits that everyone is wearing, just like absolute banana hammocks everywhere, just showing off their dicks. Yeah, really, really weird. Not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, I like that uh, with especially Fred and Barney, they're just wearing the same clothes, but in a realistic style. They just have these long muscular legs coming out of the bottom of their sheet that they're wearing. I don't know what else to call it, but a sheet. And so, yeah, the, the art was really cool. Uh, I do. I think Pebble's hair would continued to be distracting. We talked about that at the end of the last episode. Yeah, I've been. I was looking at that the whole time. Oh yeah, that was a weird, weird hairstyle. Yeah, that uh, chicken bone thing coming down the front of her face or whatever. The uh, the other thing that was pretty surprising to me, besides like the uh, clothing in that, it was clearly geared more towards slightly older crowd than uh, what I imagine. Like the cartoon is geared towards. They used some, they weren't bad words, but I mean, they were obviously words you wouldn't want your child to hear or repeat. The, the thing says, like, the, right at one point in time, the bastards, referring to the club right. men, and then uh, another time, I, I can't remember if it's that lawnmower goat thing or what it was, but someone refers to, like, the uh, lamest, like, uh, clearly an old, out-of-date older person who's trying to like seem youthful and with it i'm gonna say this awesome version of the word bitch biznitch says that for some reason which oh, yeah. i can't remember but i was like oh man weird with those appliances there's one scene where they're talking to each other where you know nobody's at home so they can't hear them and they keep saying like sup my appliance and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then that biznitch thing i think they're trying to like put ebonics into these appliances i guess these animals so i think maybe that's why they're doing that hmm. did you did you pick up on that yeah it, I, I didn't know what it was supposed to be yeah it was weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah the appliances talking together was a strange thing 
Um, but I, I was happy that the appliances were talking to each other. Why? Because they did that in the show. Okay. They're like, oh, it's a living, and they're like bitching about their uh, situation and things like that. So I like that part. There's also like, you know, they updated this to be more like today's world, like 20, whatever this was, 2016 or 17. Like there's the uh, MMA fights right at the uh, opening there. Yeah. There's a, they have, they have a shell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, which is a seashell. That's a phone. That's a cell phone. They're landline phones. I, I think I can understand that, you know, cause maybe someone just tied a string to another horn that you talk into with the landline. But I don't understand how these how these shell phones would work. Yeah, that one that one is a little bit. You, you can't think too much about that one because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a stupid cartoon though. Yeah, that that's a little bit hard to figure out. And also, somebody mentioned vaping. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. That was the other thing I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking weird. I feel like that's a little too advanced, that right? That was so weird. <laughs> Do they even have electricity? No. What do they use as lights then? I would imagine fire. Oh, okay. Was there any scenes at at uh, at night there? Yeah, at the at the pool party at Mr. Slid's or the hot tub party. Oh right. Do you remember the lights over there? I'm trying to think what the hell they were using. No, I can't. I can't remember. I don't know. I imagine it must be fire. That would make sense. That would make sense. Or else like a lightning bug trapped inside of something, maybe. Could be that too. I don't know. Speaking of Mr. Slate, though, I thought seeing Mr. Slate was uh, definitely jarring because he seems like more buff than the other ones. And in the cartoon, he was a a real small guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was swole as can be. My lord. (laughs) I know. I was blushing. Yeah, yeah. He left nothing to the imagination whatsoever. No, not at all. (laughs) Like, he he reminded me sort of of uh, Hank Azaria in that uh, one shitty Ben Stiller movie. Where he's like banging Ben Stiller's wife on their vacation. I can't remember. It was some really bad, shitty movie, but he reminds me of Hank Azaria's character uh, in that. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember what movie that is either, but I, I think I know what you're talking is it, about. Isn't the Along Came Polly movie? Is that the one Jennifer Aniston is in? I need to brush up on my Ben Stiller movie knowledge. Yeah. I don't remember. It wasn't Zoolander. That's the only thing I know. We'll assume it was Along Came Polly, so. Yeah, I think I think that works. Okay. The other thing about this one is uh, I like that people kept saying "punch you in the beef." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like Meaning that. Your dick, like, like that. vote for me or I'll punch you in the beef. <laughs> I kind of want to. I want to start using that. I thought that was that was funny for some reason. Yeah, that one was awesome. Very juvenile, but very funny. Um, and then the other thing that they were saying was like mentioning their god. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mop, or what the fuck was that guy's name? Gorp? Yeah, I think it was Morp. Morp, Morp. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, they keep saying, like, oh, thank Morp, and that was their god, but then eventually they change their god because they find out that their god is just a, it was like this bird, and they they opened up a, like, a Walmart sort of store where they're selling the bird, and it's just a record player. So then they're like, oh, I, I don't want to worship this thing. This seems kind of stupid now. So they keep trying to change their god. So like their their expressions for oh my gods are also changing with it. So they'd be like, oh, thank Peaches, I think. Yeah, yeah, Peaches is the elephant at some point, yeah. And then they decided to worship an invisible god called Gerald. 
yeah, most of these stories are like self-contained, but like some of those expressions are they change when when that kind of things change. I like that part too. Oh, and the last thing about what they're saying is uh you know, you know Fred Flintstone's famous catchphrase, right? Yabba dabba do. Oh. That one, that one. Yeah, pull the clip there. <laughs> did, you, did you ask that just so you could play the clip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> you should have been like, you should have told me you don't remember. Wait, wait, and then wait, I could play we'll the cut clip. Cut this part out. Try that again. <laughs> okay, so you know Fred's famous catchphrase, right? I don't. I'm blanking on what it could be. Oh well, I've got it for you right here. Oh, yes, that rings a bell. <laughs> I'm glad we got two uses out of that. <laughs> so that, that his catchphrase, though, what I wanted to say is it's apparently a nonsense comfort phrase for veterans with PTSD to make themselves feel better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about his PTSD. Oh, God, yeah. All the war flashback stories that they're going into about him. That was weird. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, it was, it was really weird. But yeah, I remember before they were in uh, that ancient order or loyal order of the water buffalo in the original cartoon. I think it was just like a friars club, like a men's only club. Yeah. But uh, instead of in that, they're just in this war uh, counseling group or something. Kind of like AA, but yeah. for veterans. It's like a PTSD uh, group or something. It's weird. Yeah. Support group. Yeah, I thought that was a it was an interesting take on the whole thing. Oh, and then uh, the other thing I liked that showed up in a lot of these issues was the newscaster. I like that newscaster a lot. So they they just get a TV and they're like, oh, this is the first broadcast ever. And uh, today somebody, a boulder fell on their head. Here's a picture. (laughs) You're like, oh no, that was pretty graphic. Maybe we should have warned kids. Do not look. (laughs) Well, we're new at this, so. (laughs) Sorry. I love that newscaster. I like that he kept coming back. He's a recurring... Well, I, I'm trying to think of what his name was. It was like Rock something. Rock Stone. Rock Stone. Fuck yes. God damn it. There's a lot of rock puns in the Flintstones. Oh, yeah. But this one is just like very lazy. It's just Rock Stone. It's not really a pun. It's just Rock and Stone. They didn't even try. Nah. There are also some other funny names of things. Did you Do you remember any of the names of the places and uh, things that they're talking about? No, do you have a list that you can remind us of them? <laughs> I, got, I got a few of them written down, but I don't have a big list. There was a, what I assume is a gay bar because it was a, there was a martini glass next to it, but it's called Homo Erectus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they go to a Bone Depot. You know, like <laughs> Home Depot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's, there's Starbricks, like a Starbucks. You get a coffee. <laughs> yep. And I think that's the only ones that were good. The other ones were kind of stupid. I think, I, oh, there was, a, and one more, Tar Pit, which is like Target, another department. Oh, shit. Store. Yeah. I like the Bone Depot one. <laughs> Bone Depot is pretty good, too. <laughs> I feel like that could also be a gay bar. Definitely. So, what did you think? What, what kind of things did you like about this book or hate about this book? Uh, it, I mean, it was decent, but it, it really was a completely different take on a, a character and group of characters that I remembered, like, from growing up. That was a, a weird mm-hmm. change, but, yeah, it was a solid, like, reimagining. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was very entertaining. 
I think there wasn't much I didn't like about this book. I thought it, I thought it went by, it, you know, it was an easy, easy to read. It was interesting. You know, at no point did I feel like uh, I hated it, like I did with uh, Dark Knight's Metal. So that's been really <laughs> it, nice. It wasn't Dark Knight's Metal, which is what I liked the most about it. That was my favorite part. Yes. <laughs> so they're, try- you know, again, it's updated for like a 2016 or 17 audience. So they're dealing with issues of today. So they sort of do a parody of the gay marriage, but with straight marriage. So people are getting outraged about people who are just getting regular married. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're like, why, you know, that's disgusting. Why would you get married? Why would you just have one wife? Go to the traditional sex cave, which I, I like that they said traditional <laughs> sex cave. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I forget. Pebbles wasn't needed at all, was he? Did she he... was a... Uh, no, no, not Pebbles. Oh, oh shit, what, what's the other one? Bam Bam, Bam Bam, the boy. Bam Bam was a very minor character in this. He just sort of supported Pebbles, and that was about it. I don't even remember seeing him. When was he in he, he, That guy who was uh, threatening to punch you in the beef if you don't vote for him, he, like, throws him away. You know, he throws him up real high because he's strong. Oh, shit. Another thing he was doing, he was helping Barney sell that uh, herbal life. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the vitamin Pyramid stuff. scheme? Yeah. So he's like, you know, because he's strong, he's just lifting a car. Barney's like, oh, you got to buy these vitamins and he'll be strong like this guy. And that's how he was making money. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty old selling point right there. If I, could, if I could do Bam Bam steroids, I would buy it. Yeah, I would buy it too, yeah, if I could be really strong. But yeah, Barney is portrayed as being, uh, you know, he always looks really stupid in, uh, whenever he's drawn, you know? Yeah. And uh, he ends up being very smart most of the time. Oh, and uh, also in the gay marriage episode, they they were talking to Adam and Steve. Sorry, issue. (laughs) They were talking to Adam and Steve. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) So I mean, there. This was like an entire twelve month long run. You think you would be interested in reading the uh, remaining six at some point in time? I think I would be. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I mean, it's only six more. Why not? It was decent. I I didn't hate it. I liked it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely recommend it. If you're listening out there, definitely read it. There's nothing that I hated about it. I I thought it was it was good start to finish. Agreed. Also, the uh, the next issue was called Stone Age of Apocalypse, so I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> you get it, like that that uh, X Men. Hmm? Oh, yeah. I like that you're explaining Speaking all of X-Men. these to me. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, God damn it. <laughs> Speaking of transitions, I like that you were uh, like explaining all of these little puns and jokes to me, like some bad, awful like dad jokes or something that you came up with yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were so proud of them. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, it's working. All right. Anything else about this one? They also kept like jumping back and forth from uh, the entire thing opened up with like one of the cavemen who uh, slayed sort of, like, tricked into doing a chore for him by getting, like, encapsulated and frozen in ice, mm-hmm. and then it keeps jumping to, like, actual modern-day times, and they're touring, like, a museum. It was okay. I mean, normally flashback stuff kind of irritates me, but since the entire book was all flashback, I didn't hate it in this for some reason. Yeah, I think that would be a flash-forward, actually. Oh, yeah, fuck. Right? <laughs> Gotta get a flash sideways in there too oh yeah like lost man <laughs> explain explain my reference <laughs> to you again 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that today. I don't yeah, know stop. This needs to be your new thing, man. I guess. Maybe maybe it does. I'll just tell a joke and then explain the joke <laughs> without anyone asking me to. <laughs> no, don't just, just read a joke and then explain someone else's joke for them. Yeah, sure. I could do that. Well, that was my joke, though, the flash sideways. Well, yeah, that one was. That was a reference. That was a reference. That wasn't a Boom, joke. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Me. Um, I did like seeing the present day, though, talking about the Flintstones. I feel like that has not been done in a Flintstones thing before. Yeah, now that I'm aware of. They, they met the Jetsons one time, actually. I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that movie. All right, I think that's all I got on this one, then. Okay. Wait, transition again. Stone Age of Apocalypse, eh? Wink. Yeah, Stone Age of Apocalypse, just like the X-Men. Arc, right? Is that what you call it? Yes. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, arc. Story arc. Arc. Transition. <laughs> we, we read X-Men. Flawless. Red. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we, we have mastered this shit. Uh, I know. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today, man. <laughs> Can't focus on shit. Oh, well. X-Men Red, though, this was about Jean Grey's X-Men team? Jean Grey had just recently been brought back to life in that uh, displaced younger Jean Grey's solo storyline. So, do you, did, you, uh, did you read that at all? I read the first volume of it, and I think I reviewed it in one of these things. I, that might have been when I was still going solo on these. Um, okay. And then I just never got around to the second one. But but it, it kind of ended with uh, she was under the impression that Phoenix was like haunting her uh, her thoughts and was going to be coming for her. But it turned out it was actually like Jean Grey was kind of like just trying to get her help, I assume. And she like her and Doctor Strange somehow get Phoenix out of Jean Grey and resurrect just Jean Grey, something like that. Jean Grey's <laughs> back! Hooray! What what's the deal with the with comic books like that? Why do they always bring back dead characters? They never stay dead. No, Why is that? That's how you become a comic book character. Is you, is you can't die. I don't know. Because writers are lazy and uncreative. They're out of good ideas. Yeah, I would like it if uh, they just like leaned into it. You know, they make a decision and they just stick to it. You know, why do you always got to bring people back? Let's move on. Let's try to get another one. Uh, no, I, I want Cyclops brought back, though. That one I actually do want. How long has Cyclops been dead in the comics? So when Marvel was trying to be the pettiest cunts of all time and kill off every single X-Men character because they couldn't make, monies, or make money off the live-action movies that Fox was doing. So they decided yeah. to make the uh, Inhumans, Terrigen Mist kill off... It, basically murders any mutant that's exposed to it. And so in their like shitty scumbaggy last ditch effort, they did this storyline called Inhumans vs. X-Men. And uh actually Ralph and I dived into it a little bit on a uh, regular maybe or a regular Giraffes Half Black Tongues episode from a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Z had just read it. Um and basically Cyclops were under the impression that Black Bolt kills Cyclops in this big epic showdown between the two sides. But the entire time, Mirror Island had been infected or exposed to the Terrigen Mist. 
And that's where multiple man Jamie Madrox, he and all his duplicates had been working there alone. And Cyclops mm-hmm. and his team go to investigate it and help Jamie. And they find him there dead. And Cyclops gets exposed to the uh, mist while they're there. And he actually ends up dying like right after that. But Emma Frost has just been using a psychic uh, projection of him this entire time. They kind of go to war with the Inhumans for taking him from her. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a really awesome twist at the end of that. But, yeah, so he's, he's been, that was maybe like two years ago, year and a half. Not, not long. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think I remember you talking about this now, now that you've said it. Um, I think you have talked about this on another episode, but I forgot. That's all right. <laughs> that was a little while ago. So that yeah okay a year a year and a half ago so I I feel like it's not that long yet then no no he hasn't been gone for long so I can't wait yeah <laughs> one of these the return of Cyclops yeah and multiple men if he if all his duplicates are actually dead I want him back too he was awesome so wait, one of his duplicates can die I mean, does he have a finite amount no 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 that, can, that he can use no okay so going back to this book then. So the team consists of Trinity, Honey Badger, Wolverine, Namor, Nightcrawler, and Gentle. And Gambit joins later on. Storm is a part of it for like a, a two issues, but I, I don't think Storm is a... I don't know if she full-time joins or not. But she was also uh, like the number two on uh, Kitty Pride's gold team. So I, I don't know if she's kind of flopping between both books or if she left the gold team to go with the red team I'm not sure about her situation but Gambit does join full time it seemed like she once they found her she stuck around yeah I, I don't know if she was just like there because they were still like she was still recuperating a little bit because she had been exposed to that sentience or whatever it was called the, the sentinel the sentinel hate virus the nanite yeah yeah the nanites hate virus thing actually well hold on before we get off storm how do you say her name her secret identity name like her real name aurora monroe aurora yeah i think that's a yeah her name is just o-r-o-r-o aurora i never knew that really but apparently yeah apparently it's always been that but I, i i just either forgot or never knew that yeah, um, I thought that was a weird name. I think the only way I have an idea of how you actually pronounce it is because they've used it on like the animated series and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. And then uh, Wolverine always just calls her Row. Call yeah, her I think it's easier. Want. Yeah. But anyway, and then uh, those viruses, the 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 nanites. Uh, I thought those those reminded me of the Hate House in that Captain and Planet <laughs> book. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's finally bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like it's, it doesn't make... What did they say about it? It doesn't make you kill mutants. It makes you able to find them or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said that to one of the... Uh, wasn't the guy from Wakanda. It was one of the uh, leaders, though. And then he just shoots his little assistant. What, what is this? Uh, what like, happened? When Cassandra Nova like, gives it to whoever that guy is that she says yeah. that to... He's got his assistant right there next to him, and he just goes, uh-huh. oh, you're a mutant, and he just immediately shoots him right there on the spot without, like, any hesitation. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The political guy, right? Yeah, he was some part of the U- one of the UN ambassadors that they were meeting with. Right. I forget what country. 
I don't think it was Wakanda, but it was something. Something from around there. They should just say that it makes you kill mutants. I think it'd be simpler, right? Because it does do that. But she tr- she tried to explain it a little too much. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you flat out say that to a uh, world peacekeeping gentleman like him, he wouldn't be so mm-hmm. eager to jump on it. Yeah, I guess that's true. And a couple of other things about this team of X-Men. Trinity. What is her power just to control machines? Yes. She she's brand new in this series. Like when they introduce her in uh issue number 2 after she sends that secret message to Jean Grey, that's her first ever appearance as far as I'm aware. Okay, gotcha. I'm sorry, it's not Trinity, it's Trinary. It's Trinary or Trinary? I I don't know. I think it, I I'm reading it as Trinary. It's definitely not Trinity. And then there's a Wolverine woman. Why is she also named Wolverine? So, alright, so that's X-23. It, to honor Wolverine after Wolverine dies, she takes over his costume style and takes his name. She had this big long run as a all-new Wolverine, which was pretty decent. And in that series, okay. she finds that much like she's a clone of Wolverine, there are also X Factor clones, or not X Factor, Weapon X uh, facility clones of herself. And that's what Honey Badger is. And she had uh, like four sisters, and they all ended up dying mm-hmm. off through that series. But Honey Badger is the only one who survives and, and kind of looks after her as like her younger sister or daughter thing. She's just like this basic comic relief in every issue she's in. Yeah. All right, so the next one I wanted, I, I wanted to talk about Namor a little bit. Okay. So you said, you said he recently made a comeback, right? So, yeah, he, he's been just kind of like invisible ever since uh, the Phoenix Five, the X-Men vs. Avengers storyline, mm-hmm. when like Cyclops, Colossus, Magic, Emma Frost, and for whatever god-awful reason, Namor all get a, a fraction of the Phoenix force inside of them and uh, they all become possessed by it and eventually like Cyclops kind of betrays all the rest of them to take it over all for himself but after after that they all kind of go off in their own separate ways like Cyclops gets arrested for it because he does kill Charles Xavier during that he's possessed by it uh, Colossus is so ashamed of like what he does because he this is back when Iceman and Kitty Pryde were still dating and he kind of threatens to murder Iceman unless, like, Kitty Pryde will go out on a date with him. So he's very, like, super, like, rapey implied, uh, inappropriate with wow. her. <laughs> and so he's so ashamed of himself, he just goes back to Russia and we don't see him for a little bit. And then Magic kind of stays with Emma Frost and Cyclops once he, gets, once he escapes. And Namor just goes back to Atlantis and, and doesn't resurface again in anything that I've seen until that Jean Grey solo book where she's uh, fearing that the phoenix is coming for her, so she's seeking out everyone who's ever been possessed by it and asking how they've been like dealing with the uh, PTSD that you get from having the phoenix inside you. And that's, that's the first time I've seen Namor in anything again since that X-Men Avengers story. Well, okay. Hmm. So he's, uh, he lives in what I assume is Atlantis, just like Aquaman, right? Yeah. Except this is Marvel's Atlantis. Yeah, right. It's different. Different Atlantis. Totally. But I guess I guess DC can't 
say like, oh, I have Atlantis. This is, we own Atlantis. So, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. We can make our own version of Atlantis, oh, yeah. I think. Good. Hell yeah. Make our own Thor, too. <laughs> but anyway, I like that uh, Namor was wearing that Speedo <laughs> yeah. when he's just chilling in the kingdom. <laughs> he looked like Jeff Goldblum in that <laughs> scene in Jurassic Park with no shirt. <laughs> Like that's that's typical. That's typically Namor's entire costume is just that speedo and like the little winged shoes. <laughs> really, that's his normal costume. Uh, some, I mean, some iterations of him they actually put him in like full pants, but for the most part, he does rock speedo, especially like the old earlier years of him. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I thought he. I thought that was just his lounge wear. I mean, maybe it is now in X Men Red. Yeah, like, yeah, he get, he gets the uh, bodysuit eventually. Yeah, but that was just that was just because it was uh, infused with some kind of super special technology that would make them immune to the hate sentinel sentinite virus from Cassandra Nova. They wouldn't want to kill other mutants or themselves. Luckily, yeah, conveniently, yeah, cause, somehow because you couldn't be that protected in just your veto uh, trunks. The suits don't even cover the head, which is the nanites get in the brain. There's, there's an implied protection. Yeah. It's a cloud of safety. It's like they're playing D&D or something. They cast a spell <laughs> for protection. There you go. I like that. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't seen Sentinel, like the big robot Sentinel, in a very long time, too. They have not used that model in, in a while. They keep they always keep updating it just because they keep trying to make it more and more like brutal and unbeatable for mutants. Mm-hmm. They keep coming out with newer and newer versions every time. Yeah, the in this one, Trinari just takes it over and starts controlling it, and they paint rainbows and shit on it, and it's flying them around. Yeah, it's kind of like their team ship. Yeah, it's like an Iron Giant <laughs> or a Megazord. <laughs> it, it reminds me of. Uh, there was a, a series, a car animated series called Wolverine and the X Men that was on Disney right before mm-hmm. Disney and uh, Marvel made the deal, and it only lasted one season because it was right when that was happening. But in that right. show, like Charles Xavier gets uh, into a coma for twenty years, he wakes up in this future where Sentinels rule the world, and there's a character uh-huh. on his team called Morrow. And she befriends like this one like broken down reject sentinel. It kind of reminded me of Honey Badger and that thing in this series. What was that show called again? Wolverine and the X Men. Nice. Wolverine's the main character. Of course he is. Yeah, got to put him in the title. Yeah, these are his X Men now. Like they've always been. Damn right. Best character ever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then the the other character. Nightcrawler. You know, Nightcrawler's cool. I like Nightcrawler. He's even cooler than this because that fucking awesome beard. That thing was cool. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had that note. I love that awesome blue beard that he has. Yeah. That's that's what won me over right there. Oh yeah, for sure. One more thing I want to talk about is the uh, nanites. They cause people to walk around with uh, tiki torches trying to kill mutants. (laughs) So, <laughs> I, I, think, I forgot about that tiki torch thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a nice little uh, throwback there. <laughs> nice little real world tie-in right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, and then they and the the guy kills bird person. Yeah, that was just 
some nobody character who they randomly decided to give mutant powers to just to kill off. But, but that that person's powers were just to look like a bird. It's it's not like Angel, like he had wings on his back or on her back rather, but uh, her arms were just wings. Yes, yeah, not not every mutant gets awesome powers. Some of them suck. Yeah, true. What's the worst power that you can think of? Oh God, um, I mean, uh, there's there's a guy called Beak. He's been an X Man for a while. He's he's a shit nobody character, but all his mutant uh-huh. uh, mutant, mutant ability is is he just has like a bird beak. Like that's 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 his <laughs> entire deal. Oh man. Yeah, so he kind of got <laughs> the shaft on that power ability. Damn. Yeah, that's boring. I'd rather have the wings than the beak. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just I, I think the other one I can remember is uh, the frog guy in that movie. Toad. Toad. Yeah. Wasn't his power just he sticks his tongue out really far? Or did he have more than that? He can spit acid sometimes in some versions of him. Uh, yeah, he's, oh, not, okay. he's not completely worthless. Alright, alright. I thought it was just the tongue for some reason. I think that's his only power. I think he also gets like frog hopping abilities. I, I don't know if that's a, a gift or not really, but yeah, he can, he can do any kind of toad-like things. Well, well that, that dude we talked about last week had the power of jumping. So, I guess it's a power. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, it was... I can't remember the name. That's Fuck. why I said that, dude. <laughs> that's such a great callback. Badrock. That's not the guy we were talking about last week, but we did ring him up for some reason. He also jumps. Badrock? Badrock. From the Captain America movie. French guy. Yeah, the French guy. He was French. He was a bank robber. That's right. And he jumps high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mad hops. Definitely. Did you have any other notes you want to talk about? There was, there was a pretty sizable cameo all throughout by uh, Black Panther, which was a really random character to like, throw into the X-Men stuff. Not random when Storm shows up because they used to be married in the comics, but just like he doesn't really interact that often with X-Men characters that aren't his ex-wife Storm. So, so that was kind of random. This book came out in 2018, right? Uh, could have been like end of 2017, but this is a current ongoing series right now, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe it started coming out maybe around the time where the Black Panther movie was coming. So maybe yeah, that could be why. I assumed that was probably a big reason why. I did like seeing Black Panther there. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, a nice little star cameo. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have any questions about Gentle. I, I, th- I feel like I, I understand Gentle, right? He's also from Wakanda. I had thought that he was of Indian descent before, but anytime I'd seen him previously, 98% of the time it was just him in like his sort of bigger, stronger face, just standing in the background, not even like getting speaking part. So, I mean, it's rare. I think this is maybe the second thing I've ever seen where he's actually a part of a team doing something. So I really don't know a ton about him. It just seemed like a kind of random character to throw into this. Yeah, he was kind of random, but I feel like his his deal was pretty clear to me, so I didn't really have any any questions about him. Yeah, I mean, he, get, he can get make himself stronger, but it hurts him. That's his mutant power, right? Yeah, and, and you always have to follow that up. Uh, every superhero team like blueprint where you have to have one bruiser, strong guy on the team. You have to have one flyer. Yeah. You have to have one psychic. Hmm. Yeah, so he, he kind yeah, of filled true. that role. So, yeah, it made sense. 
No, yeah, you fit right in. I mean, barely noticed them, surprisingly. So do you think you're going to continue reading this book? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems kind of cool so far. And plus, Gambit is on the team, and he's one of my favorites. So, plus Nightcrawler. Wait, is he, is he sticking around? Is Gambit going to stick around, do you think? I don't I, I think so, because on most of the like promotional artwork of the team depictions that I've seen, he's always included in those. But I think he is going to be around for at least a decent run. So I guess that'll be cool then. Yeah. I feel like Gambit is is uh, is underused, but I think we talked about that before. Yeah, I, I mean, he's kind of just getting thrown into, like, whatever fucking team they have at the time, and they need some, like, sort of crowd favorite to throw on there to hopefully get more readers, I guess. Right. Like, before this, he was on, like, this new version of X-Factor, which was, like, led by Polaris, and had, uh, Quicksilver and uh, Cypher and Danger. It was really fucking randomly thrown together right before that big Battle World relaunch thing kicked off. And then mm-hmm. he makes one random cameo appearance in the X-Men Gold series before this. So, yeah, he's just kind of floating around, not really up to anything. So he's available, so why not use him? Where, where is he from again? Is he's from uh, Louisiana. New Orleans, New Orleans, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, I like how they always try to work that accent into his dialogue. Oh, you got to. Him and Rogue. Yeah. Rogue does it too? Oh, yeah. She, you, she just has a southern accent, right? She does, but have you ever have you ever read Rogue's Sugar? It's spelled like S-H-U-G-A. S-H-U-G-A? It's something, something like that. <laughs> I guess I've yeah. never seen it written out. Oh, man. I remember it from the animated series, though, Sugar. Yeah, yeah, they write it out exactly how she says it. That entire series. But do you need the H? Because you usually pronounce... Wait, hold on. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, you, you pronounce it that way anyway. Sugar. I, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's different than just saying S-U-G-A. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, somehow it is. <laughs> I guess. Alright, anyway. what? So, would you recommend this book? Yeah, it, it's worth checking out. Especially to anyone who had a soft spot for Jean Grey and was a big fan of hers. I mean, I forget, I think they give a time frame in the book where they say it was something like 16 years or 20-something years. I don't know what they said, but they gave some kind of guesstimate for how long it's been since she's been a regular character. So, yeah, if you're a fan of hers, definitely check it out. Uh, If you're a fan of Gambit, crowd favorite, check it out. Nightcrawler. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of reasons to read this. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one too. Uh, also, at the beginning, Jean Grey shows Nightcrawler her ultimate plan for what she's going to do, and Nightcrawler seems very impressed by it. So I kind of want to know what her plan is. To what, what was her goal? Make things more peaceful or something? So she's trying to actually like follow through on Charles Xavier's original plan to bring humans and mutants together. She she felt like uh, lots of the mutant teams had kind of like drifted away from that goal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it was in the uh, prequel. I, I don't think it's actually in issue one where she's like kind of saying this at Scott Summer's grave, kind of like saying her goodbye to him. Oh, okay. But do you, was that in volume issue one? Do you remember it at all? It wasn't in issue one. Okay, so so it was in the prequel then. Yeah, I saw there was like a annual 
yeah, book that, listed the, before that. So she was kind of like uh, saying just how like shocked she is about like what all the stories she's heard about how he turned out at the end and how kind of uh, mm. bummed out and disappointed she is and how she's going to make sure that since he wasn't able to live out or bring together Charles's dream, she was going to see to it that he at least got it from her then. All right, I see. So I guess, uh, yeah, I want, I want to know what that's all about then in the end. So I, I'm interested in keeping going. But this one is still ongoing, so I think we have a few months before the next volume, right? Yeah, before the next collected issue, because this first collected issue yeah. just came out this month. Right, so this is still a new thing. Yeah, because I, I think the website was only on, like, issue 8. Yeah, some, something like that. So it's not very far in. So, yeah, I recommend it. Also, the next issue is uh, called Countdown to Extinction, which is a Megadeth song. Oh, I thought so that's I, cool. I didn't know what that was a uh, transition into for us. No, I just, I, I just, it's a Megadeth song, and that's what the next volume is apparently called, or the next arc, or whatever. Nice. <laughs> and also, they keep talking about breeding hate. Yeah. So, like, hate breed, hate breed. right? Fuck yeah, hate breed. I'll explain my meaning again. <laughs> Wait, what's what's a hate breed? Explain that to me. It's that shitty hardcore band. Good sir. <laughs> Hate breed. Hey, Doesn't he over. talk like that? That's that guy, right? What's what's a? I, I haven't thought about this band in a long time. What's that singer's name? Jamie Josta, the Justin Timberlake of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Josta. I'm from Hate Breed. He talks like that, doesn't he? I don't. Uh, I think he talks. like that. I don't that. know. I, I never really saw him back when he was like the host of that Headbangers Ball on MTV show. Yeah, but I, I yeah. don't know. I only hear know his like singing voice. He has a podcast. I've never listened to it, but you could probably check that oh, out. Oh shit! Voice. Really? Yeah. Go no go pull up a clip. I want to right now. That. Keyboard it. Soundboard <laughs> it. Oh shit! Maybe I'll, I'll find. I'll put. I'll put a. Maybe I'll find something and put it in post. Because I'm not ready for it. Oh man. Um. <laughs> shit. Next time. Speaking of uh, well, I guess uh, yeah. Check out this X Men Red. But since we're talking about podcasts, um, I I cannot oh, find shit. a good podcast about metal have you ever tried to find one not like solely metal usually i'll just search by like bands or like uh artists who i'm specifically wanting to like hear something from yeah i i really want to i really want to have a podcast about heavy metal but i've tried listening to a bunch of them and it's just them making awful jokes uh, well maybe maybe this show also does this too oh well, yeah yeah i mean yeah whoops can't can't blame them too much, but they do a lot of fake laughing, and I that that part drives me crazy. Hmm. Anyway, no, I was wondering if you ever listened to any of them. Uh, I mean, I listen to like Talk Is Jericho because that was a weird combination of like famous wrestlers and then like famous like metal artists and stuff that he has all the time. I get Howard Jones on. Uh-huh. And I, I checked out that episode just because I hadn't heard too much about what he was doing after he left Killswitch. And he was okay. kind of weird, but kind of cool because he's in like this uh, sort of religious death metal band now, which is a weird thing to like Re- say. You're religious you're death metal. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's sort of like a religious undertones to it, but it's still kind of like heavy metal, sort of death metal-y stuff. I don't know. I've never actually listened to the band yet, but yeah, it was okay. just kind of weird. Cool hearing what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's to be very loud. Uh, Fake metal podcast. I, I want to create a uh, 
metal podcast called the Fake Metal Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was playing. I was playing sound bites on your uh, new soundboard of uh, metal singers doing their fake laugh on other people's podcasts. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like that, man. It's a, it's a, you know, a little chuckle. I think is okay, but you know, the the it's very distracting when I do that. I don't know. It's won me over. I'm the fan right. of this. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Gotta do morning zoo radio. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but do in the morning. Fuck yeah! I'll get more sound bites here. <laughs> Can't wait. This is fun. I really like having a soundboard. We'll we'll do a morning zoo type show. So you got to get like five more guys in here to like shout over each other. Just uh oh shit! What was that uh fake radio show on Parks and Recs? Like Howard and the Douche? Yeah. Shitty, like, sound <laughs> exactly. effects like they had? Yeah, yeah, we gotta get those, uh, like, I'll get some fart sound effects. I'll get some, uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, how... Uh... Yeah, yeah, some of those cartoons. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a bunch of shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna collect my samples over the next week here. I didn't have that many this week, but, uh, next week I'll bring more samples. Awesome. And we'll be morning zooing it up. And we'll be laughing I loudly. Like that's a, that's enough to get me hooked. I, I'm back next week. Right. Good. Me too. I'll definitely listen next week. I will probably check that one out. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Another thing about podcasts. I think in a future episode, I, I want to talk about this uh, Wolverine radio drama. So I'm gonna probably bring in sound clips for that one. That was the one. That was the thing I thought you were. Uh bringing up when you were talking about the podcast yeah i thought so i was telling dave about this stupid radio drama uh but we'll talk about it another time though but uh if you guys get a chance yeah we'll talk about wolverine the long night it's a podcast by marvel and it's a radio drama so it's pretty funny they use a lot of stupid uh foley sounds in the background so i i i'm very amused by it if you get a chance listen to it so you know what we're talking about yeah do your homework study up ahead of time yeah for next week's show, we're we're going to catch up on Saga, right? Yeah, we're we're reading. Where did we leave off? Four, four. through eight. Yeah. So this is going to be a lot of reading for me this this week. Yeah, I think I'm. I've already finished them all. So. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, you're you're. I can, you're... I can stop. I can stop. <laughs> you're gonna have a leisurely too much. Leisurely week then this time. Next week we'll read. Volumes four through eight of Saga. So read as much as you can in the next week, and that's what we're going to talk about. So we'll just do one and just and put then, it put it to bed, right? And also, also tweet us some recommendations for some sound bites Don you should find. Yeah, that you want to hear them randomly bust out. Yeah, just imagine your favorite sound effects from your morning zoo radio shows, and uh, I'll put them in here. And I'll laugh about them loudly. <laughs> bitchin. Yeah, I think that would be another soundbite. Like, uh, bitchin. With a lot of uh, reverb. Sweet. Yeah. Follow us on everything on the internet at GiraffesHBTPod on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm at God. I'm at DLevandowski. Thank you, Daniel Burbank, once again, for the intro. Sorry I like you. 
Follow him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. And did we mention Twitter and Facebook? If not, it's GHBT. No, giraffes HBT pod. Fuck, I did it this time. Giraffes yeah, HBT on, pod. I got it right this time, too. That's the sad part. I know, right? Man, I'm off today. I don't know what's going on. You're distracted by the uh, hallway carpentry. Yeah, there's a... My apartment is noisy as fuck today. I don't know why. But, yeah. But that's the beauty of editing, man. I'm going to edit that shit out. No <laughs> one's going to know. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Leave them, leave them with the, uh, the uh, Jonah Jameson clip. We need that one one more time. Okay, yeah, we'll play you out to Jonah Jameson. So we'll see you next week, next Friday. The idea was to create an anti-Spider-Man who is not a threat and stops menaces. I had no idea he was crazy. Do you think his resume said psycho with a poisoning fetish? 